Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for joining me on this podcast. I actually, I'm like totally not ready to make a podcast episode right now because I need to like take a shower. Wait, did I just say? I want to go take a shower and I want to do like a whole bunch of other things. And I was like, but this episode is in my mind. Like I can't stop thinking about it. And I would like to free my brain up um, and kind of like enjoy my shower and be in the present moment. But I am literally not able because this podcast episode is just screaming at me. It wants to be made. And it's because um, today I had two encounters with people. So um, I don't know for you guys that don't know what I do on a daily basis. I talk to people. I literally talked to people and I had a client call this morning, one of my coaching clients. Um, I do like kind of like spiritual, emotional business coaching for her. And we were talking about, um, yeah, about like her networking and her relationships and connecting with people and how she feels like she's having a hard time. And then she was like, you know, she's like, I don't give myself credit for, you know, cause we're talking about it. And she's like, she's like, you know what? actually, I think about it and I'm really good at networking. And I'm like, you know, I think you are. For what I know of you, I think you are. And she's like, I'm not giving myself credit. So what's the benefit of you not giving yourself credit? And she's like, you know, we dig a little bit. And she's like, oh, she's like, you know, I feel like if I give myself credit, I'm not going to be forcing myself anymore to improve. Bingo. I knew that was coming when we were having the conversation. And that's why we asked the question, what is the benefit of you staying in the suffering. 80% of the time people are going to answer because the suffering is what gets me to improve. Oh my freaking God. No, let's release that. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, pullbacks, and beyond anywhere and everywhere that we are holding on to the belief that we need to suffer and to be in pain to create change within our lives. Let that be destroyed and uncreated. Now, right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts, pullbacks, and beyond. All right, a little bit of a clearing there. Um, Hashtag access consciousness. Anyway, so the other situation that happened to me that brought this into my awareness today, I was on the phone on one of the uh, consultation calls. So I'm actually a business plan advisor within a marketing education company based in the US. And they uh, obviously like, you know, send me people and I have meetings with them every day. And this one girl, she told me, um, you know, we were talking about it and everything as well. And, you know, what are her potentials? And I was like, you know, you're in uni. She's in a really prestigious uni that's like $15,000 a session. Um, And I was like, that's a really good, you know, place for you to go in and do affiliate marketing, depending on, you know, what product you want to be partnered with and et cetera. I said, that's a good market. Like you're in a market. And she said, well, she's like, I don't, I don't have the self-esteem to do it. And I was like, what? And I'm like, 
excuse me she's like a very beautiful very cute little bubbly like beautiful girl and she's like from the philippines and she lived in dubai and now she's there in korea like it's just like she's killing it and she's like oh i don't really have the self-esteem and i'm like and she's like i don't know if i can do it and i was like whoa 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 let's just back it up for a second because she was like on like a little bit of like a like she was not word vomiting but she was like in a sentence she was like i don't know if i can do it and i was like wait a minute let's back that up you what <laughs> and that's when she was like, yeah, well, I don't know if I have the self-esteem. Nah, nah. And I was like, girl, I was like, let's, let's like, this is priority. And she's like, yeah, she says, I need a scolding. And I was like, what? And she's like, yeah. She's like, I think like, she's like, I need a scolding to like, you know, to, to like boost myself up like a pep top, like a scolding. And I'm like, honey, if self-esteem is what you don't have, you don't need a scolding. You need a holding. You need a holding. You want somebody there, your interior, your inner child, your inner self, your inner woman, your inner entrepreneur, your inner student, your inner teenager, your inner adult is just crying for somebody to hold it. And you can do that or we can do that together. You know what I mean? Like this is a scolding is not what you need. No, this is where the problem comes from in the first place. We're perpetuating. We are recreating the pattern by not even knowing it and going back towards and thinking that the remedy of our problem is the root cause of it. Oh, I, I lack self-esteem, so I need a scolding to get my self-esteem up. What in the fucking fuck? No. And it's not that she's, she's a stupid person. Not at all. Even the fact that she said that with such awareness and with such openness and, and, and then that's what she said, it, it's, it's, it's actually the proof of her being someone that's in development because she was already aware of what she thinks that she needs. And as soon as I said that, she was like, wow, she's like, that makes so much sense. So it was actually a symptom of her being, you know, obviously like she's in uni, she's done other things. Like she's going back to university. Like she's obviously someone that's like been successful. And this is a very common trait in entrepreneurs and ambitious people and, you know, overachievers is, you know, we really believe that if we give ourselves credit, if we celebrate, if we, you know, hold ourselves that we're going to lose all of our, mo our motivation and we're going to be become um, complacent and it is possible and it has happened and I'm not going to say that it's not happened to other people and that it's not not going to happen to you but it's much more healthy to go through letting go of this pattern of pain as motivation observing yourself being a little bit complacent and then being able to find within that complacency the same level of pain and then to understand okay the fact that I don't have the pleasure is already painful I don't need to have the pain on top of the pain of not having the pleasure I don't know if this is making sense it's kind of like like it's like it's like if I want to make money right and I'm trying to really simplify this because I feel like this is just like there's just so much value here in people understanding this if I want to make money right if I want to make ten thousand dollars in a month so I'm going to go out and I'm going to make ten thousand dollars in a month and every time that I'm going to go and you know have a call with someone or I'm going to post a piece of content or I'm going to submit a project or you know whatever it is that you're doing in your professional life um, every single time that you're going to do something you're going to tell yourself it's not good enough it's not good enough because that is going to force you 
to, 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 to be better, to perform better, to improve. This is how most people work. And this is because this is how we've been wired. And I've been to a lot of freaking countries and I am yet to find a society that does not wire their people as such. As a general conditioning right now, I think in 2023, everywhere on the planet, people are conditioned this way. Now, if, if, if you're from somewhere else and I know that like random, I got this email telling me that there's a lot of people in Bhutan. I'm like ranked 120 of the podcasts in Bhutan. Um, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's so random. Um, so maybe if you're in Bhutan and you're going to tell me, no, we're completely conditioned opposite. Let me know. Maybe someone that, you know, you visited, maybe you're from the U S but you visited like, I don't know, some random country and you're like, no, 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 that's not how they're conditioned over there. Great. But from what I know, and I'm going to make this globalization, this, um, this assumption, this global assumption, I guess I would put it that way, and generalization, humans are conditioned. And this is also instinctual with like our, you know, reptilian brain and our nervous systems and all that stuff. We are really conditioned to motivate ourselves more through pain than through pleasure, Right. And that is also like just with the neurology of brains, we can see also that, you know, for five painful, um, for one painful, sorry, for one painful event, there needs to be five pleasurable events to, for us to even trust that event again. Right. So it's like if there, if you've gone to the fridge, you know, um, like you go to the fridge like every day, but then one day you get a shock and there's a pain there, it's going to take you five times going back to touching the fridge and you not getting a shock for your brain to even trust the fridge again, right? And you, you've touched the fridge a hundred times without getting, maybe even more, five times in a day for the last, how long have you lived in that, with that fridge? Five years. So it's been like thousands of times that you've touched that fridge and you've never gotten a shock and you get it once. And if you start getting that, it's going to take only one fifth of the times that you've touched it for you to rewire. And then it's going to take five times more of the times for you to touch the fridge, for you to unwire the fact that it's, it's the dangerous thing to touch. So I don't know why I have this example with a fridge. I think it's just because I've been touching fridges a lot lately because I've been cooking and it's a new in my life <laughs> to cook and to like open the fridge all the time. And, um, and yeah, so this is a very, very normal part of being human and part of being on the path of consciousness and being on the path of personal development, being on the path of spirituality, being on the path of not burning ourselves the fuck out is, is overcoming this humanness, literally overcoming this humanness and trauma as well is a huge part of this, right? People that are traumatized that have trauma, this is something that's even more relevant, right? Because it's, it's a traumatic event is a painful event, right? A painful event that we did not regulate with properly and that the energy did not get rebalanced properly and was not soothed and taken care of properly. That becomes trauma. So trauma and pain are very much linked together. And I think that's why subconsciously we think that we need the trauma. We need to re-traumatize ourselves to be able to be efficient, to be able to, you know, keep ourselves safe. We need to relive this trauma all the time. And I think that's where the subconscious attracting of the same traumatic events comes in because the mind is like, I need to remind myself all the time of why I don't get into these things, right? Okay, so 
this is something that I really, 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 really encourage everyone to focus on. Anyone that's listening to this, share this with your friends, share this with your mom, share this with your dog. You know what I mean? Like this is such a big revolution within our lives. We do not need to motivate ourselves through pain. It is not necessary. And I am going to say something very bold right here. It's not the most freaking efficient way to do it. Pain is not the most efficient way to be motivated. And this is going to go against a lot of like the personal development and like this. And I understand that pain is a really good way to be motivated. I'm not saying it's not, but I don't think it is the most efficient. Is it more efficient than other ways? Yes. I strongly believe that the most efficient way to be motivated to do something is through pure freaking joy, love from the heart, from the heart to be motivated through something from just pure desire. Just like, this is what I want. This is just like, it's, it's something that like, it just, it's a conviction. It's an alignment, you know, like, it's just a, it's just a part of, it just makes so much sense. It's not even something you question, right? Like this, this, these motivations, when they really come from within, when they really come internally from just a space of, of pure authentic existence of alignment into one's soul, it's just like into the clear and knowing mind. It's just, it's so much more efficient than trying to shame ourselves, to scold ourselves, to tell ourselves it's not enough to tell ourselves this is enough and I can still do better. Wow, isn't that crazy? Isn't it crazy to think this is enough and I can still do better? It takes a lot of maturity to be able to do that. It takes a lot more of that heart feeling to be able to say this is enough but I can still do better because we're so conditioned to only do better when it's not enough can you do better even when it is enough right can you be so just authentically motivated and authentically wanting and authentically in joy of the process of doing quote-unquote better just because you want to do better not because you're looking for a result This is where it becomes mind blowing. And this is where you get into a flow state. This is where you really get into a different, a different level of vibration. This is when we get into real high level manifestation. This is when we get into attracting celestial beings that are going to help us on our journey. This is when entities come in and this is when we're able to channel, you know, light and, and, and pure, just, just, just pureness, you know, just, just this, this amazingness of life, right? And it comes really from being able again to transpierce the bullshit of duality. Transpierce that shit, man. Just like, just, just, it's not true that it can't be enough and you still can't want to do more at the same time. And people think that they're contradicting. They are not contradicting. On the contrary, because I am enough, because what I have done is enough, 
I can do more and I will do more and I want to do more because it's already enough because I can do enough and look at how good enough feels. Enough feels so nice. I want more of this. I want more of enough, right? Like it's so, oh my God, I'm just like, I'm like sitting on this chair and I just want to like stand up and like run around and I'm just like, just I just want everyone to know like, Enoughness feels so freaking better than not enoughness. And enoughness is so much more motivating because it's like, yes, this is fucking awesome and I can do something even more awesome than this. This is so full of love and it's so great and it can be more full of love. There's no limit to how much greatness I can channel and how much greatness I can offer. And it's, I don't need to tell myself that I'm not great to be able to force myself and pressure myself into doing great things. I can be greater by being great already. This is like... I don't know. For me, it's like fucking groundbreaking. It's like, oh my God. It's like literally like, why did no one tell me this? Like five years ago when I was anxious and depressed as an entrepreneur starting out and like completely fucked up. Like, like it's like, oh my gosh. So I hope that this makes sense. I hope that there's been value in this. I hope that you're not scared off by like my energy that I'm having today and lately. Also like the company that I'm working with, I think I'm just kind of like picking up on their energy. They're very like energetic people. And it's just like this like, oh my God. And sometimes I feel like I'm screaming. Like I'm just like so passionate. I'm like, I'm screaming. <laughs> Good thing is, is that this isn't live. So, you know, you can, you know, adjust the volume as much as you want. Um, and if this is like too intense, you can change the speed and et cetera. But I really like with my whole entire being, oh my God, with my whole entire being, I really, 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 really want to transmit to you this wisdom that you do not need to to downsize yourself to be able to upsize you do not need to shame yourself into change you do not need to guilt yourself into change you do not need to scold yourself into change you can hold yourself into change you can love yourself into change you can neutralize yourself into change. You can encourage yourself into change. You can invite yourself into change through being able to hold duality with maturity, with wisdom, with compassion. And these are not things that are reserved only for those that meditate with the monks in the Himalayas. These are actual mental skills that anyone can develop. Literally, literally, it is a mental skill to be able to hold two realities at the same time. It's something that you can develop. And it's something that you probably already are able to develop. You already are. If you're able to understand a paradox, any paradox, you're able to understand this. Literally. And you're already probably there. It's just that you haven't used this skill consciously in every single moment of your life by like, you know, wanting to transcend duality at like every single moment. And so you're not fully aware of this skill. And you know, these things aren't in your consciousness. And I hope that that's what this episode has done. And, and to, to really be able to, to hold duality has this has this benefit. So I encourage you to love yourself and to hold yourself into whatever it is that you that you want to achieve and that you want to do. 
greatness is there for you. Love is there for you. Like the gods and like the, the, the love beings and your ancestors or whatever, you know what I mean? Like all of the realms are just cheering you on. Yes, go, go for it. You know, there's so much help that is waiting for you to be able to achieve everything. The, the light beings that are there, they want to help you as well. You just got to come up and, and put your vibration there also. I'm getting all entity and shit here today. I don't know. Oh, where is this coming from? Maybe they're like, am I channeling right now? Um, I've been doing some really beautiful practices also um, with a um, with a kind of like a spiritual group, if you want to call it that way. Um, Anyway, it's, um, it's been really beautiful to practice and to get this, uh, to get the assistance actually from the, um, from the, from the gods that I have been, uh, in communication with as well. And it's just, it's just so beautiful. Anyway, I hope that you guys are feeling good about this and I hope that this episode was super valuable. I'm going to give an example and I'm going to say to myself, uh, because when I say these things to you guys on the podcast, I'm saying it to myself, literally, this is so therapeutic. And I think I've said this before. And honestly, it is, um, it's a pleasure to be here. And this podcast episode was amazing. Um, I think I portrayed a very valuable message and I think I can still do better. I think that I can still portray this message in an even more efficient, even more emotionally evoking, transformative way. Even if I think this podcast episode was awesome and does have a lot of value and like I think that a lot of people are gonna you know hang up this episode like stop this episode and still think and I still think that there's a way that I could say this message in an even more impactful transformative manner and if you guys have feedback for me do let me know I'm so open to it and I wouldn't take it personal either because I know that I'm enough even if I can do better Wow, that's so powerful. And it could be more powerful. <laughs> All right, thank you guys so much. Sending you so much love and so much power and so much holding. And if you want to, my suggestion to accompany this episode is to go back to episode eight that I have on this podcast, self-celebration as medicine and rebellion. These two things, I think I'm actually saying the same thing, but in different words in these two episodes, um, touching on like different perspectives. I think that it could really benefit um, anyone that is listening to this. And I really hope and love to hear from you. I don't have people reach out to me on this podcast. Um, I don't really, I've got a couple of people that are like more like people that I've already met before. So if you're a stranger and you're like, oh, I don't want to reach out to her because I'm shy and she probably doesn't care. No, I do care. Oh my God, reach out to me. It's like my dream. It's like my dream to have a complete stranger that I don't know, not someone that I know, a complete stranger reach out to me and be like, hey, I'm listening to your podcast and whatever comes next is like, it's complete shit. Okay, sure. And uh, uh, oh my God, I love it. Thank you. Okay, whatever. You know what I mean? I really don't care about what comes after. My dream right now is I just want to have a complete stranger that I have never met. Know that like they listen to my podcast and that hopefully it's benefiting. Anyway, all right. Talk to you soon. Thank <laughs> you.